0: Good morning, good morning, good morning, morning, morning. Hello, welcome to March. Oh my goodness, how did we get to March already? Deary me, the first day of a new month. So it's the first of March. Wowzers! Um, which means. Spring it's on its way. Well, it is here. Um, I imagine that means that winter might be on its way or autumn or oh, some other season. I don't know. Spring is on its way right here, though. We're planting seeds and we've all, well, all um, already got seven sunflowers popping up to say hello um their little seedlings have popped up out through the soil um we have planted quite a few (laughs) we plant sunflowers every year um they're my daughter's favorite flower this year we are growing or we're going to try to see if we can grow um along with everything else that we've We grow every year tomatoes and beans and things like that. We're also growing uh, raspberries and blueberries and mushrooms. So we'll see how we get on with those. (laughs) And garlic. Oh, garlic as well. Yeah. Um, Because I buy so much garlic because it goes in everything. But um, so, yeah, we've got seeds popping up. So exciting. We can't put them outside yet, though, because it's still frosty overnight. Um, So at the moment in my front room, I have a, a small, well, I say small, it's not that small. It looks small when it's out in the garden, but it's not quite so small when it's on top of my sideboard in my front room. A wheelbarrow, a wooden wheelbarrow full of mud. Uh, and seeds (laughs) I will take a photo of it and put it on my Facebook so that you can see it Um, because it looks I mean it looks lovely when it's out in the garden and I've just put pansies and dahlias in and so hopefully once they start growing we will be fine we'll have a wheelbarrow full of flowers but at the moment it is on my side and it's just looks a lot bigger <laughs> than it did in the garden. So um, today, wowzers! today. Well, let's see. Uh, we have a joke, another joke. Uh, this is the one I really didn't understand and it had to be explained to me. We have a fun fact, which is really, really good. We have all the days, the special days of the year. Um, not quite sure why some of them exist, but um, we have a story. Um, but we are also, my daughter brought home a book and it's um, called The Funny Life of Teachers. It's not really a storybook, so I'm not going to read it. I'm going to read a little bit of it each day because it's funny. But I'm not going to read it um, as the story. So you'll get a little extra bonus um, kind of story today. Well, until we finish it, because um, I can't really read it as the story because it's not a story, if you know what I mean. Anyway, you'll find out what I mean when I read it. So, first of all, the joke from yesterday. Why do bees have Sticky hair. Any answers? Because they use honeycombs, of course. Oh, my goodness me. Well, 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 well. So, okay. We're going to do another joke today. Um, And... It is, what's the stupidest animal in the jungle? I didn't say that properly, did I? What is the stupidest animal in the jungle? The most stupid. I don't know whether there is such a word as stupidest. Is that a word? I don't know. Anyway, um, what is the most stupid animal in the jungle? <laughs> there you go. Um. Okay. Now, the answer is very, very difficult, I think. Because even when it was, I was told the answer, I didn't understand it. So it took me ages. It had to be explained to me. Uh, so I will be very, very, very super impressed if anybody gets that. I really, really will. Because then I will know that I am not smarter than any of my listeners. Um... Okay, so the fun fact for the day. I love this one, and I actually have shared it with my uh, a couple of my friends who I know love. um, Well, they love the fun facts, but also um, they like strange ones like this. So, did you know? that the yo-yo that you play with, you know, the toy yo-yo that goes up and down on a piece of string, that was originally invented as a weapon used in the Philippine jungle. How weird is that? Every day is a school day, isn't it? Can you imagine using a yo-yo? I mean, I've said quite often to my children as they're swinging these yo-yos around. Be careful, you're going to hurt somebody. Do you know what? You could. You actually, actually really could. (laughs) Because that's what they were invented for. There you go. Okay, so I'm going to the library today because it's Wednesday. Um so I'm gonna go and see if I've got I can find any more books. Um I'm gonna go and read 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 a um story to the little ones and because it's Wednesday and the first of uh <coughs> excuse me, the first of March, what other day <coughs> do apologize <coughs> what other day is it? So, who likes peanut butter? Do you like crunchy peanut butter or smooth peanut butter? <coughs> Me and my friend have um, love peanut butter, both of us. <coughs> I do apologise. But I love crunchy peanut butter and he loves smooth peanut butter. But it is National Peanut Butter Lovers Day. So, actually... It's not peanut butter day. It's celebrating the people that love peanut butter. So that's me. It's also National Barista Day. So um, all the nice people that serve you coffees and hot chocolates and things in coffee shops. It's their day today. Uh, So just be nice to them. If you go in for a coffee. (laughs) I'm always nice. Um, it's World Compliment Day. I do love that. Um, so just give somebody a compliment, even if it's only you have lovely eyes or I like your hair today or, um, oh, don't you look lovely when you smile? That's not really a compliment, is it? Mm, That sounds as though they're grumpy all the rest of the time. (laughs) But anyway, any kind of compliment you can give give it today because it's world compliment day it's national horse protection day um see again this is one of those days where i think well do you know what we protect or we should be protecting um horses and any other animals all all the time so why do we have to have a day for it but hey ho who am i to uh uh find these things out (laughs) It's National Pig Day. Um, I love pigs. So that means no eating bacon today because <laughs> that's not looking after your pigs, is it? Um, National Wedding Planning Day. So if you're planning on getting married anytime soon, it's the day to plan your wedding. So go out there, plan your wedding, even if you've got nobody to get married to. Plan your wedding and then find the person you want to marry. And then you've already planned the wedding. So, oh, my goodness. Talk about forward planning, <laughs> forward thinking. So it's cheerleading week as well. Who does cheerleading? Um, we've got a, um, a like a club out the back of us um, in a building out the back. And it's uh, a cheerleading club. And you quite often hear them um hear the children doing the, the chanting and twirling. Um <laughs> my daughter doesn't do it, she doesn't really want to. Um write a letter appreciation week as well. So not very many people write letters now, um, because emails are so readily available. Um it's easier to write a um an email Very quick, uh, very easy, not a problem. And it's received at the other end within, I don't know, seconds. But do you know what? Actually receiving a letter through the post, not a bill, not a, I don't know, a pizza menu or something like that that seems to come through my letterbox endlessly, But receiving a letter from somewhere, I don't know, um, I used to have a pen pal when I was a child and um, she lived in um, Australia and I used to write letters to her and obviously she'd reply. And I used to love getting those letters through the post and opening them and reading them. Um, And it was so exciting to receive something that had come from Australia, because even if you have an email from Australia today, it hasn't actually come from Australia, has it? It's just on your computer. So it's not really the same thing. But I actually received letters from Australia Um, and it was so exciting. And I think we should do that again. So... Um, Who fancies writing a letter this Letter Appreciation Week? I think it should be brought back, definitely. Oh, well. (laughs) Anyway, um, that's all the days. It's quite a lot of days today, isn't it? Um, Not anything exciting there. Only World Compliment Day. Um, Right. Okay, so The Funny Life of Teachers. I'm going to read this. Excuse me. So um, I'll read the the beginning bit first. And it says, read this before you dare go any further. Uh, Your teachers will not enjoy reading this. Anything you think you might learn from this book might not be very accurate. (laughs) So should not be used in a school project, project, Or as part of your homework. Unless, of course, you are made from the colours of the moon and are as brave as forever. OK. So what sort of book is this? This is not a fact book as such. You won't find much practical information in here. If you're looking for proper educational stuff about teachers and school... Then put this book down immediately and run away screaming. <laughs> this book is for four types of people. One, people who go to some sort of school and like reading about how funny and ridiculous teachers are. <laughs> Two, People who used to go to school. I was so scarred by the experience that they still have nightmares. This book might help or make it worse. (laughs) Three. People who are about to go to school or start a new school for the first time. This book will help you work out what to expect and stop your knees knocking together as you walk through the door. And four, people who have never been to school, never met a teacher, don't care a rotten banana about teachers, but like laughing until their ears go blue and their wellies fly off. <laughs> There is only one category of people who should not read this book. That is teachers, <laughs> of course. If you see a teacher reading this book, point to the middle distance and yell, look, bears are attacking, and steal the book from them while they're looking the other way. Teachers must not be allowed to read this book under any circumstances. You don't read this book like a normal book by starting here and then reading all the other pages in the right order. Boring. You can read this book forwards, backwards, sideways, upwards, downwards, wearing a banana suit and in approximately 65,537 different ways. There you go. This book will make you laugh about how funny teachers can be until, ooh, snot comes out of your nose. Not nice. It will also help you to understand these strange creatures and their natural habitat, school, Most teachers live in strange buildings where everything is labelled, bells go off at specific times and there are rules that don't exist anywhere else in the universe, like don't run in the corridors, sit on your bottoms, don't lick other people's faces. Well, generally speaking, it's probably not a good idea to lick anyone's face out of school either. Well, unless they have chocolate on their cheeks. Some, some teachers seem quite friendly. But then they write all over your work in red pen. Other teachers spend most of their time staring out of the window. And you have to give them a nudge and remind them to teach you. Other teachers are so wonderful that they will change your life. But then they do a weird dance that makes you feel sick. Oh dear. A warning about facts. Occasionally, this book will give you some actual facts real life ones. But you have to be careful with facts. Facts change all the time. In 20 years time when you give this book to your own children, half of the facts in this book will be wrong. However, all of the fictional things in this book will still be true until the rings of Saturn come round to your house for a cup of tea. Recorders are really popular instruments in school. This is a fact. Go online and you will discover that the internet agrees with this. But is it really true? Well, is it? Who plays a recorder? Do you? We'll Google that and find out whether it is really true. <laughs> although the internet does actually say it is anyway tomorrow we will um read a little bit more of it as I say we don't i'm not reading it as a story so we are actually reading a story as well um and we're going to read the last chapter of um me. Millie, Lemons and Airplanes, uh, chapter nine, I think. Yes. So, um, it's the final chapter uh, and it's called Two Orphans. So, here goes. It had been quite a day, but even after all the amazing things that had happened, there was only one thing I could think about. Millie was really that awful Mrs Grum, her mother. That meant that she had grown up with that hideous creature and that now she was all alone in the world. I didn't know which of the two things was the worst, but I knew I had to find her and see if she was okay. As I had figured... I found her plane parked outside the silo. Millie was sitting on the steps to the little house. She was sitting with her head, resting in her hands, staring up at the sky. I went over and sat down beside her. Then we're orphans, both of us, I said. I am. You'll find your parents soon, Millie replied. ''It's impossible to find them,'' I said. ''I thought I told you that nothing is impossible,'' Milly replied. ''But they've disappeared on an island that doesn't even exist on the map.'' ''Oh, that just makes it easier,'' Milly said. ''Then the map already shows us where we don't have to look.'' ''Interesting. We'll find them faster than you could ever imagine.'' The plane is already loaded with everything we'll need. Go home and pack a bag. We're travelling to Australia in the morning as soon as the sun rises. I hardly dared to believe it was true. I gave Millie a big hug and then I ran home to pack. With the lemon soda still in my body, I ran faster and lighter than anyone ever ran before. It was probably 30 feet or more between each time my feet hit the ground. It felt as if I was actually flying and I could feel in my entire body that everything actually is possible and that I would soon see my parents again. So that is the end of the chapter. okay? Um, and I'm going to read. uh, Well, the next one is Me, Millie and the Mysterious Island. And I do actually have it. So it is all ready to go. Um, But let's have a look because that wasn't um, a very long chapter. I thought I would. Absolutely. See, you're getting three today. I thought I would be really, really nice and read chapter 14 of Daisy as well. <gasps> all these stories. <laughs> so, chapter 14 of Daisy and the Trouble with Vampires. Once I was absolutely sure Mrs Pike wasn't going to suck all my blood out, I started to relax. In fact, I even tried the fizzy blood too and guess what it tasted exactly like cherry aid mrs pike said she always had fizzy blood to drink on halloween night when she was my age the fizziest thing i had ever had on halloween night before was milk do you think i could do a pumpkin i asked i've never done a pumpkin before of course you can daisy said mrs pike I just need to fetch it in from the garden. When Mrs Pike came back in, she was carrying the biggest pumpkin I had ever seen. I saved the best one for you, she said, lowering it down onto the kitchen table. The trouble with lowering a pumpkin down onto a kitchen table is it makes you realise how big a pumpkin can be. The pumpkin Mrs Pike had given me to carve was ginormous. But the goo inside it was even better. The trouble with goo is I'm not allowed to have goo at home in case I get too gooey. But once we'd cut a star shape in the top of the pumpkin and lifted it off... Mrs. Pike let me put my hand right inside. The goo inside a pumpkin is immense because not only is it all squidgy and cold, it is full of millions and millions of slimy seeds. The more I sloshed my hand around, the more the goo and the slime and the seed slithered and slimed around my fingers. To be honest, I'd have been quite happy just squishing and squashing and squidging goo around with my hands. But Mrs Pike said we had to get all the goo out of the pumpkin before we could start doing the carving. Well... The trouble with getting pumpkin goo out is it doesn't all come out at once. Some of it you can scoop out with your hands. The rest of it you have to scrape out with a big spoon because the edges of the inside of a pumpkin are a bit stringy. Because it was such a big pumpkin, we decided I would get all the goo out I could with my hands and mrs pike would do the rest with the spoon you should have seen how full our goo bowl was when we'd finished after we'd rinsed and dried our hands mrs pike said we were ready to start carving the trouble with carving is if you haven't done it before then it's Best if you let a vampire show you how first. Especially if you're using a pumpkin carver that is really sharp. And Mrs Pike's pumpkin carver was the business. It had an orange plastic handle and a really thin crinkly blade. OK Daisy, she said. First thing we need to do is decide which side of the pumpkin we want the face to be and then we need to cut out the first eye. Well, cutting out pumpkin eyes is really tricky. First of all, you have to work out where the very top of the first eye is going to be. Then you have to push the crinkly bit of the carver right through the pumpkin skin in exactly the right spot. Now we start carving, said Mrs Pike, using the pumpkin carver like a saw to cut out a triangle shape. Mrs Pike was an expert. Her triangle shape was brilliant, not too big and not too small. Plus, when she pressed her th- pressed it out with her thumb, the hole that was left behind looked exactly like a scary pumpkin eye. Right, Daisy, she said, handing me the pumpkin carver. Your turn. When I held the pumpkin carver for the first time, I felt a bit nervous. But guess what? I was an expert too. <gasps> Finished, I said, once I'd done all of the face and everything. Daisy, that's brilliant, said Mrs Pike. That's absolutely amazing, only where are the teeth? Oh, I don't want him to have teeth, I told her. I just want him to have eyes and a nose. Why don't you want him to have a mouth? Asked Mrs Pike. Mm, you don't want to know i said <laughs> after we'd cleared all the pumpkin things away and had another drink of fizzy blood mrs pike took the lid off the pumpkin i'd carved put a candle inside and lit it you should have seen how orange and flickery the lights and nose the eyes and nose looked it was brilliant it looked even better with the kitchen lights off would you like me to tell you some scary stories daisy Mrs. Pike asked. No, thank you, I said. Would you like me to put some makeup on you and turn you into a vampire, just like me? She asked. No, thank you, I said. Would you like me to. No, thank you, I said. Can we just have some more fizzy blood and then maybe talk about nice things instead? Right, you are, said Mrs. Pike. I'll open another bottle. Once we drank another bottle of fizzy blood and I'd finished telling Mrs Pike all about me, we suddenly realised how late it was. Goodness me, Mrs Pike said, looking at her watch. Is that the time already? What time is it? I asked, poking my tongue out to try and see if my tongue had gone red. It's trick-or-treating time, she said, clapping her hands. <laughs> so tomorrow, or whenever, we will be on Chapter 15. So, my goodness, you got lots of stories today, didn't you? Um. So, anyway, anyway, um, I will love you and leave you and let you either go to school, go to bed... Or, I don't know, whatever you're doing as you're listening to this. (laughs) So, uh, you have a great, great day. Enjoy um, telling everybody about how, um, why yo-yos were invented. Because, I'm sorry, that is just an amazing fun fact, I think. Um, And have fun trying to work out what the most stupid animal is in the jungle Let's see if anybody can get it right I am going to go and get my children sorted for school so that I can get sorted for the library and I hope that you all take care and stay safe and then I'll see you all again tomorrow okay bye for now